I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in beast mode. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast, I'm your host CJ. Joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. Hey, this is the second week they got us back on at, at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, my goodness. And Dr. Eric Douglas, don't call me Dougie Fresh, Thomas. He's on the wheels of steel. He's reckless. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, man, appreciate y'all joining us. Appreciate y'all joining us. It's early in the morning. Uh, you know what? I always wonder, like, are our podcast better when we do these early joints or when we do the <laughs> afternoon ones? Because I'm still undecided. Because I'm happy because we can get it out the way. We can get our day going. But at the same time, the coffee is just now hitting my, my, my chest how I want it. So, uh, man, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Today's episode is brought to you by BreatheUniversity.com. Listen, man, we're doing some great things over at Breathe University. I don't even know why I'm saying this. You guys already know it's going down, man. We passed. Carl, you said the 2,000. It was funny. Carl was like, hey, we're about to hit the 2,000 mark. And for whoever is the 2,000th person, we're going to do something special. We got an email like maybe 14 minutes later that said we were at like 2,098. Yeah. I was like, Carl, you missed your window, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we passed that, man. And I think, you know, we, uh, I think we blew past oh, that. Let me tell you, and see, we it, got 700 new members over the weekend. 700. Yeah, not playing. The exact number was 733. 733. That is crazy. And, you know, that's just over the weekend, guys. So imagine the network that we're tied into. I love it, man. People are going to the next level business, you know, family, you know, we got new courses starting February 1st, which is today. We usually record the podcast on Thursday, but we're recording it today. We got the new financial, uh, you know, leg of what we do. That's that's starting today, the financial course, uh, as well as the young entrepreneur course that is starting today for my young entrepreneurs. So we got everything going on you could possibly imagine. So I don't know what the delay is, but come join us at breatheuniversity.com. We got a special guest tomorrow night on the call. It's going to be crazy. So check us out, breatheuniversity.com. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to selfishly start to talk about my weekend first, man, and I'll let y'all jump in. But I, um, man, shout out to everybody who came out in Denver. A big shout out to Carrie and Josh for hosting young Trey and I this weekend, man. We went to Denver, um, got a chance to stay with the Let's crew. Uh, check out the John Elway dealership on Friday, which was just amazing to see how that whole operation runs. Um, just had a great time, man. And then Saturday we had the BU meetup in Denver, uh, and and people came out, man, and we had a blast. We we you know just really fellowship, man, and um, you know we're able to talk about some business ideas and some leadership stuff and. Uh, just a crazy, crazy weekend. Trey was on his best behavior for once, uh, so I appreciated that. You know, he had a great time on the plane, man, just the two of us. Father, son hanging out, of course. Uh, like I said, we went west. The girls went east. Avery and Candace went to the women's BU meetup that they had in Virginia. And so um, we all met back here on Sunday, man, but just a phenomenal weekend in Denver. Uh, my first real time being in Denver. I had connected through the airport a few times, but 
um, got off that plane and uh, you know went through the cold weather. Y'all, y'all probably know what I'm talking about. Just a little uh, bit. I hadn't felt I hadn't felt that chill in quite a while. I'm from the Midwest, but I hadn't felt that chill. But just a phenomenal weekend, man. Shout out to Denver. Shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to Josh and John Elway Chevrolet. You've heard them sponsor the podcast before. Oh, and then I got back. I, I, I was going to the house. I was going to ask. I got back <laughs> to the house on Sunday and had a present waiting for me. Uh, my new Suburban showed up Sunday, man, and uh, let me tell you something. That sucker is clean as a whistle, boy. Just crazy, man. The features on the joint. We had we watching Netflix in the car. The kids watching the Netflix in the back seat while we riding out. Just crazy, man. It's um, you know just an incredible vehicle. Again, shout out to them for taking care of me on that. Shout out to Josh and Carrie for the for the hospitality in Denver. And um, yeah, man, it was a great time. Another reason to be involved in BU, man. We having these meetups that are just popping up all over the place. I know E, you actually had two uh, over the weekend. I guess over the weekend and into Monday. Um, tell us about your weekend, bro. You've been all over, bro. Where where are you? Where have you been? Where are you? Where You've been in like every you? state, bro. Let me right. tell you something. I, I'm mixed emotions when you ask me how my weekend was. You know, I felt like. Man, I was halfway on the road. Saturday, of course, I flew to Vegas, uh, did an Amazon boy, uh, and then came right back. Like, I was in Vegas probably about five hours. No more than five hours, bro. It was unbelievable. I mean, literally landed, um, spoke to the Amazon event. Man, shout out to BU, BU Vegas meetup. Man, we, um, and my boy Rob, my boy Rob hooked us up at the um, Grand Lux, man, and we had a great time. Um, it was probably about 15 students, man. I mean, just, man, the fellowship, man. I'm just like, BU, see, I'm going to be real. I feel like I'm getting more out of BU than the people who signed up, man. Like, I'm sitting in there like, I'm sitting in there like, yo, bro, we started, we started in a garage. Matter of fact, we started in a small office, you know, on campus, man. And for this, just unbelievable, man. Then the Amazon event, unbelievable, you know. Um, but I did hate, I miss my family, I miss church. You know, but I got back home, took a red eye, got home Sunday morning at 6, went home, me and wifey spent some time together. Uh, Jada was there. She uh, spent the night with moms. And then, man, we hit that Michigan State-Michigan game. What a, what a rival. What a rival. And, um, of course, we uh, was able to yeah, got that dub. My boy Miles got a couple oh, more highlights. Yes, got, he got a couple more ESPN highlights. And so had a great time on Sunday, but bro, Monday morning, see, boom, back at it. DC, you know, uh, five guys. Let me tell you something. Five guys. The number two brother came up to me. I was like, y'all really five guys, huh? And was just like, yo, E, I've never seen <laughs> anything like it before. But what he doesn't know is we had the BU meetup, DC, M what did they call it? DMV. Bro, we had, man, we had 43 45 hey, I didn't realize that y'all was in the same spot, though. I didn't yeah. realize that. I found that out yeah. after. Like, see, they had it in the same hotel or whatever the spot was, the meetup, as he had the event. Yeah. So I'm talking about oh, he no. had home court advantage oh, all yeah. day. Oh, home court. Oh, I walked yeah. right upstairs. I walked right upstairs. So powerful weekend. Me and Jalen got Probably some took great. some BU students up oh, there I'm with sure. you, too. You know it. Oh, <laughs> see, you know I depot. <laughs> no, no, listen. This is what I did. Now, because you need to know this. So Because I, I'm trying to be... You know, 2017 is about dominating. And what I realized when you dominate, you have to be a little bit more given to detail 
than when you're just competing. Like it is a different mindset. You know, we'll talk about Venus and Serena in a minute. <laughs> uh, 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 but 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 I will say this. I took all the speakers, see, all of our uh, all of the guys that have been in P7D. And um, let me tell you, see, I'm so grateful for you. You don't even know it. But you said, A.E., I need you to take, you said one person, I was like, yo, I might as well take all the speakers, like all the P7D speakers, just put them in the back. But when you said it, see, it sparked something. And so not only did I speak, but I was very intentional and deliberate about making sure I added some of the elements that maybe I probably wouldn't have had I didn't think it through. But I thought through, if you are a young speaker trying to break into corporate, because there's a difference, see, and you know I'm the same regardless, see, but there are some technical things that you need to do that kind of separate high school, you know, college basketball, football, and corporate. And I was able, I'm talking about C. I was, hey, we went to work, see? Yeah, I, I put on a clinic. I put on a clinic for them boys. And here, here was the deep part. After the hour presentation, we went straight to the room and debriefed. And they must have had about an hour worth of questions, bro. So it just felt good, see? It felt good, man. Then they texted me afterwards like, yo, E, bro, just when I thought I was, you know, doing my thing, or E, just when I felt like I knew it, I saw a part of you that I'd never seen before. So I appreciate you, see, but powerful, busy weekend. Then, of course, I left there, went straight to Florida that night, did my thing uh, with um, Ultimate, Ultimate Software. Software. Right. Yeah, had a phenomenal session with them. Stopped by a Cuban restaurant, got that rice and beans, and that plantain, that plantain, and uh, came back home. And, of course, you know I'm out in a couple hours, headed to uh, Houston, not just for the Super Bowl. Got a lot of friends, man, in the NFL. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a while. Shout out to my boy, uh, Stephen Tellick, my boy, Devin Steele. You know, um, you know, just shout out, man, so many people. But I'm looking to hit the city up, see. So I'll be on 97.9 The Box. And um, I'm ready, man, to get it in, man, and come and dominate the city and help people get from one place to the next. Couple schools, right? Yeah, couple schools, um, couple programs. Yes, it's, it's, it's going down. We're going to reach at least about, probably about anywhere from four to 6,000 young people, you know, while we're there, man. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I actually forgot the Super Bowl was this weekend. Let me ask you a question. Do y'all like Super Bowl parties or no? Not no more. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah no I don't. That, I want to be by was, myself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's when I was younger, see, and I had nothing to do go to somebody's house and eat their food. Now I'm trying to be at home in my house, in my chair, eating my food. Yeah, no, I thought I was the only one, man. I think, you know, and I, I think I told somebody the other day, like, yo, we travel so much yeah. that it's like being at home for oh, like a oh, weekend oh. is like a vacation. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh. yo, like if I get a chance to sit at the crib and, and hang out with just a fam, oh. like that is a blessing because I think, what, we're gone. Yeah, we're gone the next weekend. And next the two weekend weekends after that. Ago, yeah. Right, exactly. So it's like you can already see it. Then I think we back for like a weekend or two and then, I guess in March, we're actually here, man. Shout out to the Stay Ready Conference. Uh, our first conference wow. of the year down man. here in Atlanta. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm man, so geeked with, uh, Let me say that. I know oh, we yeah, got to get no, to Carl's yeah. weekend. But Carl, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, no, Carl weekend. Yeah, no, no, you got to get Carl's weekend. Carl, here's what I. Oh, for sure, here, yeah. Here's what I struggle with, Carl. Man, it's what? Feb we're going in. It's February 1st? February 1st. So we're going to do our thing February 12th, our first one. I've been on the road by myself this whole time. It was funny. I was, um, I don't remember where I was, but this lady came up to me 
maybe in the airport or I might have been in a hotel. I don't, I don't want to lie. And she said to me, yo, you trying to travel in like you trying to be incognito. And I was like, what you mean by that? She was like, yo, you by yourself. I'm like, I'm always by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm not doing a conference and I'm doing my whatever, I don't, I said, I told her, I said, do you know how much it would, I would have to pay CJ to get on the plane and just walk around with me? Oh, I'm my like, goodness. I'm like, that's, that's, that's a pretty afford, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's a pretty thing, <laughs> man. I, you know, it so. might be cheaper for you not to speak. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? So I thought that was funny, Carl. I got so, to get on the plane and carry your bag. Right, right, right. That could cost thousands. So I'm just geek, Carl, because we're about to be together oh. as a squad. You know, the fellowship that come with that, the wives, the... Well, yeah, me and your wife. I don't yep. think Candace going. Is Candace going to be there, right? Yeah, she coming. Oh, oh, oh he's about yeah, to be off. It's, oh yeah, we, we I got to get my check. Oh, you know she ain't about to miss the marriage conference. Ooh, oh yeah, she that's about, right. It's going to be a full audit session. <laughs> oh, you telling me you need to spend more quality time, huh? You need to look at your own life. Like, oh, here we go. All right, uh, yeah, it be the hey. It's going to be the thank God I didn't get divorced conference. Uh, like, uh, Right, talk look, to us, Carl. Look, talk oh, to us. What was it like, my Carl? Weekend. So, no, no, y'all know I, we just got back from D.C. We did D.C. like Wednesday, Thursday uh, last week. I got back like Friday morning, like 3 a.m. or something like that. And um, so what just what C just said, I got back, man. It was just like, hey, let's do the family thing strong. But there was a couple other things that I had to sneak into. And, of course, he hit it. I had to get the Venus and Serena boy. That was the highlight of the weekend. I'll just, I'll just say it like that. <laughs> That was the highlight. I watched it live. Mm. I watched it live. I ain't wait till 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 nine o'clock when they replayed that joint. I watched it live, man. Historic, man. Um, but that that was it for real. Just to, just chill with the family, man. Because I know we've been doing some traveling. Of course, for the next two weekends, I got the kids going down to my brother's place. So they are gonna be gone for two weeks. So you know, this whole these next couple of days, I'm trying to lock in, put that time in, man. But yeah, go ahead for go. I know, I know, I know you're ready. E. Go, go on, for it. Man. I know you. You're not. Do I start with Lawrence? Do I start with Richard Williams? Yeah, you know, I, bro, I don't even know where to start, man. Twenty-three. Yeah, I, I'm starting with the parents. Is that though, MJ's man. number? Oh, see, oh, yeah, see, oh, oh, I'm gonna send you the pick right now. See, E, go for it. But I, I don't know if I yeah, say, I'm, see I'm the pick. I'm just saying, let's start with the parents first. You know, let's start with the parents, man. That had a vision. All my parents out there, you, you should, man, for real, be lightweight, embarrassed if you don't have a plan for your children. You know, what Richard Williams has taught us is that, like, for real, not, not only are your dreams possible, but you can have dreams for your babies. And so I just want to say to everybody out there, especially for those of you who have kids who are not uh, school age yet, like, there is no excuse. I'm so sick with it. See, I saw a little three-year-old, a four-year-old the other day. Uh, he was in my presence, and he, for whatever reason, I saw him grab, like, a little a piano, like a little toy piano, Fisher-Price boy. And I told Carl, Carl, no. I told Carl because Carl played the piano. I was like, yo, Carl, hey, see if this kid played the piano. Like, don't play with it. He's four years old. Let's see if this is something that he is truly interested in because it was like an action figure. It was a couple toys. See, he went straight for the Fisher-Price piano. And I was like, ooh, ooh, his parents, his parents need to, to, to investigate and see if this is a, a serious interest because if it is see don't start at 15 16 don't don't you know what i'm saying don't start you know your freshman year in college like if you could start at four by the time you 24 that's got to be twenty thousand mm. hours see 
That's got to be 40,000 mm. hours. You know what I'm saying? You start when you're four years old. So that's the thing I, that, that's remarkable to me. And even though I know Jalen and Jada, you know, are both in college. I'm, look, I was still thinking about Richard Williams. I was still saying to myself, yo, E, still be active. You don't need to be a helicopter parent. You know, they do need to develop. You can't catch them every time they're falling. But you do need to make sure that 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 plan, they're executing it. You do need to make sure that you holding them accountable. You do need to make sure that you guys are spending quality time together and that when you see a gift in them or you see, uh, you know, a, a vision or a dream they have, that you do your part as a parent to use your network to connect them. So that's that's number one. Number two, bro, did you see, like, it's a lot of y'all out here. Carl, I wish we could just play it, but it's a it's body language, so you can't, you can't, it's no audio, but did you see the way Venus was, did you see the way Venus was acting when she won, bro? Like, the love she had for the game, yeah, and that's the, the problem. The talking about, yeah, the semi. Man, most of y'all don't have, see, a lot of people I, want, I run into, see, they just want to make money, or they just want to be seen, see? They don't really love this life, see? They, they, they look at my schedule. They want to travel. Bro, you, re you ready to land? You ready to land in Vegas and have a meeting as soon as you do a four-hour flight? You ready to leave that meeting and go and meet with your BU squad? You ready to then go after doing that? You ready to go and speak for two hours? They gave me an hour. I took two, see? Then we did everybody's pictures. Then everybody's book. Then I went and did my thing again. And watch this. See, I ain't say this. But after we finished eating... Uh, half of those who were in the BU meetup, we went to the gym at the hotel and put in 30 minute of run. See, I with the whole squad. We working out to the resolution album. See, and then I take a shower and I got to head to the airport. Like, uh, you, look, you gotta love this life. This ain't about making money. This ain't about being seen. This ain't about being number one in the world. And when I saw Venus, man, and her smile, she was sheepish, man. She was like a little girl. Like, this is her first time winning. She won seven. She won three gold medals. She won at least 17 uh, doubles with her sister. Like, she is dominated in this sport, and yet she acting like she never won before, right? So so that was the thing I love. And then the respect. Let's leave Serena alone. That, that'd take a whole nother hookup. But the respect, they asked her, how does it feel playing your sister? She See, she came out of her shell like an out-body experience. She didn't even say my <laughs> sister. She said, have you ever seen Serena Williams play? You know, the, 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 the way she hits the ball, you know, her level of competition. And I'm sitting here saying, wow, that's she your was sister. She fanned out. And she fanned, fanned out. Like, she out loved the sport. Yep. And she's not jealous. She's not envious. She's talking. I'm saying, look, Serena, you about to win this one. Because the person you playing, they adore you so much. I, I don't know if they could beat you if they wanted to, you know. And so I just saw two sisters in love. They went back and forth just talking about Serena was like, Venus, that's my life. That's my world. And to see two young ladies dominate, when you put their winnings together, you, you don't even got to separate them. You put them together, one of them made 80-something million, one of them made 40-something million. Like, that's, that's not even endorsements. That's not even their own brand. Bruh, just, I, I, I watched it like, E, if, if you can raise your kids, for real, in terms of what they do professionally, if they could be half as good as these young women, and, and has stayed out of the spotlight, haven't been in any trouble, that, you know, somebody tried to say that Serena was using drugs. Let me tell you something. Pova out right now, right? If Serena had done anything illegal, right, trust me when I tell you they would have brought the hammer down on her. So for her to be, both of them, 20 years to survive, who survives 20 years? And here's the deal, see, come on, between me, you, and Carl, who survives 20 years? 
and they ain't finished yet. There was no, when you saw Serena the other day, there was no signs of she won her last Grand Slam. Bruh, she looked like to me, and I'm not an expert in tennis, but she looked like she got another three, four years easy. Yeah, no, that's real. And, and see, did you see the, 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 the pic I just sent you? I did. Oh, the, I did. The, that, MJ. The, oh my goodness. So she played, for those of you that are not into tennis, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to transition now. But she got a signed letter with the shoes that she played in. So I guess they boxed the shoes after she and kind of just slid it back to her on the desk. But she played in the 23 joints. She played the match in the 23 joints. So I'm not trying to be a, a, a I don't know what with to the, call it. When she was at 22. When she was at 22 and put the 23s on to play on. the joint. So you, you figure it out how you want. And Come then it's on. a personalized letter from MJ himself at the end of that joint. MJ already knew. He sent the letter ahead of time because I don't think he was in Australia, but the letter, the shoes is there. And she's reading this on, on, on the, the podium after I, I'm just like blown away. I took a pic of the TV screen. See, that's how I got that pic right wow. there. I was like, yo, MJ just wow. wrote her a letter. I'm like, wow, you, yeah, the greatness, greatness is yeah, recognized greatness, greatness. Yeah, That's it, bottom Ooh. line, bottom line. And then, again, we don't really get into the men's as much, y'all, but I watched some yeah, of that Federal. too. And here, yeah. here's what's deep, see. Here's what's deep. Number, Serena had 22, and she won her 23 to be the, you know, tied for the most ever in the open era. Federer had 17 and now has 18. He played somebody else that had 14. You get what I'm saying? Uh, your boy the Nadal Nadal has 14 yeah, Nadal, wins. Yeah. So he's going for 15. Your boy. So what? What was deep to me is that the two people that had the thing that needed the record that loved the sport, that they, they were the ones that won. Uh, you think that's coincidence? You know what I'm saying? You think that's a coincidence? Like you playing people that are professional, like he always said, like they all number, you know, number ones in some area. They all professional, but somehow the ones that needed to make that historic run. To make the record, they were the ones that were able to do it. I, you, so, you. so look, Carl, I want to say to all of my borderline, first of all, listen to me. We, we not, I'm not going to the Super Bowl for entertainment. That's not why I'm going this weekend. I'm getting around some of the top athletes in the world, and I'm going to study what they do. Listen to me. I watched the match, Carl. I, not entertainment. I study. Watch this, see. I get sick and tired, and, and, you know, C does a good job of, you know, trying to go behind me and explain why I don't do certain things, you know, why I don't talk about sleeping for eight hours, you know, why, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is he not talking about sleeping? We must sleep. Listen to me, see, the, the, the no days off. Nadal, come on, you playing the best of the best. It goes to the wire. For those of you who don't know about tennis, they have first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth yeah. quarter, two. It's just a little different. He took him to the wire. I think they were on there. That was the fifth the, set. That there was the fifth set. It was the fifth set, and Nadal was serving. That's right. He was up 3-0, see? Yeah. He took him up 3-0, see? 3-0. He yeah. took him up 3-0. Now, I'm not trying to be funny. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm telling you no days off for a reason. He had him up 3-0. Now, when you have the best of the best up 3-0, this is what it normally looks like. Even if you lose, it looked like 7-6. And it looked like seven, seven, six, four. Mm. I, and mo those of you who don't know tennis, just go back and do your homework. You gotta do some research. But what I'm trying to show you is normally if you win three in a row against the best of the best, what happens is, boom, seven, seven. Y'all yeah, going all the way six, out. Six, four. Y'all going all the way. Watch this. He won three, 
And Federer, at that point, won one, and then he won five straight. 6-3 so was three. the end of the, the six, game. 6-3 was the end goal. So my man, see, he was up, see? And you could see his body language. He was like, whoo, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. I won 14. I'm, I'm getting close to the best of the best. I'm going to beat the best of the best. And he took one. He took, oh, he took one off. Now, let, now watch this. Watch this, y'all. Go back and watch Venus and Serena. Serena is up. She only needs one. Listen to me. She only needs one to win it all. And, 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 and just before that, that volley, she turns away from her sister. She turns away from her sister in respect. And she puts her fists up and said, fight, 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 fight. fight. Yep. And I'm saying, yep. who's she talking to? Like, she already up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's she doing? Now, I'm not Serena, so I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I was in her brain. But all I'm thinking about, see, is those other times that she was up. And she let that individual, she took her foot off the gas, and she let that individual win that 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 set, see? And then boom, that person turned it around that next one and won the whole thing. So see, I can imagine like you looking at it like, yo, she up, but in her mind, she thinking, yo, I've taken my foot off the gas before. You know, I I, I slipped before. So that's why I'm telling every person out there. Like, do not take your foot off the gas. Don't let them fool you into, yo, you need to rest. I'm just going to be real, see. I'm running now. I'm walking, running every day. I'm putting in some decent miles. See, when my body ready for me to stop, trust me, my body can tell me. You feel what I'm <laughs> saying? It's shut down like so a video game. what I can't game. do, though, you, see, you, is you. take my foot off. Man, it's shut down, see. You feel me? So what I'm trying to tell y'all is, like, don't let people fool you into, like, setting these um, days where you like, all right, I'm going to take my, this is the day to take my foot off the gas. All right, I need two days to take my foot off the gas. No, bro, I'm telling you, keep grinding. Because if you give them an inch, they, see, I'm seeing people, I'm seeing, so every time I turn the YouTube on or I turn the computer on, and I love it, see, but I'm seeing our brand, like, young people, you know, with the hat. I'm seeing a different type of motivation, people being transparent and real. I'm seeing, and so see, they seeing what we doing and I'm loving it, but yo, they growing. They, 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 they getting wiser, see? They, they, they getting bolder. They getting stronger with broader shoulders. And so we can't be like, oh, we could chill because we created this industry. No, we're going to be like Blockbuster, like you always say. Yo, we're going to be like taxi cabs and Uber. So do not take your foot off the gas. When you find your grind, you, I'm talking about don't compete, dominate, because she was wearing the 23s. Why? It's a mentality, see? Come on. Talk, see, talk to us for real because you and Carl got a different perspective. Y'all know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up in the morning. I'm doing my thing, but I'm noticing Carl now getting up at 4. Carl didn't used to get up at 4. See, I'm seeing you getting up earlier, and you still got kids. Why is it so important, y'all, when you look at the Serena situation and Venus, who, look, they've been in the game for 20 years, and still they were the oldest two to ever go to an Australia Open Sea. How, how do you dominate after 20, not still in the game after 20 years, how do you dominate? What are you and Carl going to do in the next 10 years so when we say we've been in the game for 20 years, you still producing mixtapes? The videos, Carl, still going viral. What, what, what can we say to the people? Yeah, I, I mean, I think once you get to a place, like, and Carl could probably echo these sentiments, but once you get to a place where you've had a high level of success, which we have now in this arena, in this industry, when you look up, you know, you see E, you know, at the top of the list in terms of the motivational speakers in the entire world, right? We did that. And so now I think it's about, just like Serena, 
not resting on your laurels, like really not getting comfortable with what you did yesterday. Like, yo, you got 20 some championships. It's easy to be like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm gonna go hang out a little bit longer, right? You, you a, a dessert that you normally wouldn't eat. You like, ah, I got 22, you know, chips. You know what I'm saying? Let me go and get that ice cream, whatever it is, whatever you have to sacrifice in order to continue to be great. And so for me, for us as a company, I think the, the one of the greatest qualities that we have is, and this is so funny, like I think about all the lessons that we learned when we was like broke and like just trying to get going. I remember having small wins back then and you wouldn't let us polish the trophy then. Like we might go into a school and it would be like phenomenal and the teachers would like write us a letter of recommendation and Carl would have a video. It'd just be crazy and it'd be this high energy about it. We'd get back to the office and he'd be like, let it go. I don't uh, hear nothing else. Y'all still say, talking about car, that? See, in the car, we'd be start. He started. Oh my about, god! Like, and he would be like, e, I could yeah. say, I could tell he would be getting irritated. Like, yo, stop talking about it. And for me, I'm like looking now, and I'm like, yo, we still have that mentality of, yo, we just got back from Australia, phenomenal tour. And when it's over, it's over. It's done. Like, like, don't talk about it. Yeah. Don't talk about how great it was. Don't talk about how the people were. Don't talk about any of that literally get on to the next thing and so i think that's a mentality that you develop when you're not chasing money but when you actually are doing this because you love it you're passionate about it and you want to become the best you want to continue to be the best it has to be that hunger for it so when i look at serena it's like you know just like just like mj what would come how could he come back and win three more in a row like what kind of dedication it ain't just on the court like off the court the amount of discipline you got to have like you know what i'm saying like like i said your diet your exercise you know regimen like how do you push yourself after you've made all the money you could possibly make you just said they made a hundred and some million dollars between the two of them how do you continue to push yourself with a hundred million dollars in the bank some of y'all said you was gonna make six figures you hit that six figure mark and you won't chill more so I think for us, the lesson that you always taught us in terms of never getting comfortable, never polishing our trophies and trophy watching and looking, oh, look what we did. Always looking at what's the next mountain to climb, what's the next obstacle to conquer. I think that's been the biggest thing for us. Hey, I remember I remember the morning that I woke up and I had the pers a perspective shift. Literally, I remember thinking that life was, you know, you climb a mountain and you reach this plateau. Like, you know what I mean? Like you climb, 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 climb. And then you get to this point that's like, ah, now there's a little pool off in the distance. You could just go bathe in that pool and that's it. That's oh, the rest yeah. of your life. Mm. And I yep. remember the morning that mm. I woke up and realized, no, you die at the peak of the mountain. Mm. When you die is the peak of the mountain. So you're climbing your entire life. Once I, I, I remember, seriously, like, like I, I think that the day before was like a long day of stress. So I'm just like, man, when does this get easier? And I don't know if I dreamt, this is a couple of years ago. I don't know if I dreamt something or what, whatever it was. But I just woke up with the real realization that, dude, you're going to be pushing for the rest of your life. Yeah. And not that it's a yeah. bad thing. It's a yeah. perspective yeah. shift. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to Get be climbing for, for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. It's not a, a, a one-stop shop. You reach it, it's over. No, I'm, I'm just being real. We instituted Breathe University, y'all. Started with a couple members, couple 300 maybe the first year. We had 2,500. Let's just be real. How does this ever get easier? The number is going to keep growing. How does it ever get easier? He's speaking to more people. You know what I'm saying? Like the the the, the notoriety is growing. How does it right, ever get easier? We're doing BU meetings up now. BU meetups. Yeah, we're doing BU meetups. It never gets easier. There's nothing right. about More the work. life that we have that gets yep. easier. So I'm saying, once the perspective shift for me, it was <laughs> you like, know yo, what's crazy? I'm so stupid. <laughs> Do y'all ever be like, yo? 
Next week, I'm going to definitely get that done because I got a busy week this week. <laughs> yeah. No question. I promise you, next week, come and be even more blue out of the So, hey, let, yeah. let me tell you. I, I promise you. I'm like, even like, yo, I promise, like, and this could be, am I tripping or, but am I tripping or, like, man, I promise you to everybody who I have not got a chance to call back. Like, you ever like, oh, shoot, I need to call that person. And I promise you, you think about it for like a day, and then they call you first, and you like, shoot. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. man, I was about to hit yeah. them up. Or text you. I hate that. Yeah. I hate hey. it. But it's like, yo, I get so busy, and I have to literally take my time. Because I'm telling you, I, I got this thing down to a science. Now I'm like, look, we grinding, and then I got the fam, and you know what I mean? I shut it down when it's time for the fam, but then we pick it right back up, and I promise you, like you said, it never gets any easier. You never get less busy. You know, or it, more but, time, but like 30 I said, hours right. a week. Right, yeah. Right, exactly. So, no, nah, I'm, I'm feeling you a 1,000%, Carl. And it, and it only but, – but to me, here's the thing. I love it because you find out new things about yourself. You push yourself to new heights and new limits – and at the end of the day, it should be fun. Like, I don't think there's ever a day that goes by where I'm like, this is not fun. You know what I mean? At the end of the day for us, when you're doing what you love doing and, you know, you're making that change, you know, it's always fun. So, um, nah, man, I, I, uh, I appreciate the dominant spirit. And, you know, for me, matter of fact, I'm thinking about what E, what you told me the other day. Do you have, you have the audio still? Oh, yeah. No, no questions you know asked. Yeah, I still got it for okay. sure. So when we talk about, you know, we talk about dominating and being great in all areas, it was so funny. He called me the other day, like, geeked. And he was like, see, you ain't going. And he played me this audio, and I was like, yo, please ask Didi if we could play that on the podcast. But um, and she, I guess she said yes, right? Oh, she did. Now, I'm, yeah, yeah. Now, hey. Carl. Are you sure? Hey. Not okay. that version. Not okay, that okay, version. Okay, okay, because she recorded. I mean, it's one whole hookup. But I asked her, like, to, to repeat the first part. And the first part, let me just say, I promise. Uh, just say grown man gifts. Okay. That's our code word. That's our code word on the said, podcast from now yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's grown man gifts. Well, she said that. GMG. Like Disney. <laughs> GMG. We, we GMG, like no Disney status here. We G. This is a rated G podcast. So, all yeah. right. So, I'll, I'll say the GMG. I'll just say the second part, right? And, I, and I'm going to be real, y'all. I, I'm, it's a mentality. I was geeked because my wife came home, you know, and she called me and she was like, yo, I thought I, t-, like, she was like kind of lightweight. See, you know, not pissed, but irritated. And she was like, yo, I thought I told you, you know, like my girl, like, I don't care how much money we make. We're not, we're not hiring a maid. We're not hiring a cleaning service. We're not doing that because like, I don't want people all through my house. And so I was like, yo, what's up? Why you tripping? She was like, yo, no, for real. Well, who cleaned the house? And I was like, what you mean by that? She was like, come on. You, did you get a cleaning service to, to clean? I said, no, what you talking about? She was like, well, who cleaned the house then? I said, I cleaned the house. She said, no, 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 no. Who cleaned the house? <laughs> I was like, I cleaned the house. She was like, no way. There's no way you clean this house. Like everything is, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, boo, I cleaned the crib. But I had to be honest with her, see. You know, um, you know, and again, I, for those of you who've been coming to our sessions, I've been real deep using my dissertation. I've been real deep on this intrinsic motivation. And I had to be real with my wife and say, yes, I did clean. I did clean the house. But let me be honest with you. My motives changed when I cleaned it this time. 
Got to be real for my listeners. I don't want y'all to think like, yo, he just, he did it. I did do it. I paid attention to what Diddy was doing, and I did do it. I'm talking about spick and span. But what happened, see, we were bringing a contractor to the house because Diddy wants to get some stuff done. And so we, we brought in a, a certified contractor, a licensed contractor. And my thing is, like, he could be listening to the podcast, see? My man could be a follower of, you know, our <laughs> ministry, see? And so I ain't want my man coming to the crib and be like, oh, E.T. E.T. E. nasty. You know, so I was like, yo, my man going to be walking through my house. Let's be real, see? I ain't never had no grown man walking through my bedroom, walking through my closets, walking through the bathroom to try to see, you know, what he, he got a, uh, uh, he, he's measuring, you know what I'm saying? My man doing his thing, see? So I'm talking about every, he had to go through the whole house. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna make sure every, st- it ain't, I, I, see, I started cleaning the floors, like getting stuff off the floors that I didn't see before. Listen to me. This is why we telling you don't take your foot off the gas. I promise you that whatever your work is, if you look at it with a different level of detail, a different level of attention, you gonna see something that needs to be corrected. I promise you that. And man, I'm telling you, see, I was so embarrassed when Didi called me because I'm like, why didn't I do that for her? Did I get so common with my wife? Have I gotten so common with my kids? But how can I cling to that level for a stranger, right? But, but at least, see, when he left and D was geek, now I know that's the standard. Like, every time you clean, E, act as though a stranger coming to the house. Come on, E, act as though somebody won't walk through your house who you don't know. And I'm asking you guys, how can you take your work to the next level? Like, what can you think about? What, what, what scenario can you create in your head? Like, what, what, what can you do to your environment to make you say, don't get comfortable or content, for contentment breeds, what is the saying? Uh, familiarity breeds content. And I had gotten so familiar with Didi that here it is, I'm not cleaning for her because it's like, oh, that's just my wife. But here's a stranger who I don't even know. And I'm willing to grind for my man. So it was a it was a win see, but a loss at the same time. I was grateful that Didi, you know, called me and was whatever. And I felt like I finally won the the my first grand slam in cleaning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See, I won my first right, match at right. 40-something years old, but at the same time I was embarrassed because it shows the Grand Ledge open. Oh man, the Grand Ledge <laughs> open, baby. Come on, see. <laughs> Come on, see. Come on. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey, so can, hey, uh, so Carl, can we play the G version of the audio yes, real sir. quick? Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, the house is so clean. When I came home today, you got to pin that for the prayer line. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't believe how clean it was. You didn't think it was me. Uh-uh. No, I thought it was a service that had came in. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, man. So there you have it. And, and it's on tape, Diddy. So, you know, don't don't try to act like it didn't happen, man. Right. So, no, I, I definitely feel you. And, you know, for me, I just thank God that um, my wife's cool with the cleaning service. So, matter of fact, <laughs> in about an hour and a half, uh, they will be showing up at the door. Let me tell you something. I ain't ne- they go right through my funky drawers. I am not tripping. Uh, um, hey, do you don't thing, have to be so. one size fits all. We're going to make I, it I'm work just saying, because, no, I'm, I'm going to be real, because I'll clean, like, you know, dishes and all of that. But I'm not doing baseboards. I'm not dusting. I'm not doing all that. So the cleaning service is is, is just great for that. They gonna do all the nitty gritty stuff that you're not necessarily gonna do. I'm just trying to wipe down the areas that's visible to the public oh, no eye. Doubt. You know what I'm see, saying? See, you can't clear. see it as is a it, human. Is it, is it just me, see, or my girl 
doesn't want a cleaning service to come, but somehow I'm still responsible for clean. That's what I said. Mm. So I feel you. See, I, I ain't mad. See, Candace, like, come mm. on through. I, I just hurt with Diddy because oh, no. Diddy, like, like, I don't want nobody through. here. But, yeah, but then she like, but I need you to clean it though. I was like, <laughs> come on, you killing yeah, me? No. Uh, <laughs> no, sir. Yep. No, I'm good on that, bro. Yep. No, holla I'm at not, like I said, at I do. for me when you're in San Diego. Holla at Didi for me. Tell it's all good. Get that. Well, you know, D a little bit more private. I'm like, yeah, I think I, I, hey, if a couple pairs of earrings come up short, that's just a risk I'm willing to take for the cleanliness. Of, you know what I'm saying? I'm, hey, you, it's collateral damage, player. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? You just. You roll with it, bro. It, I ain't it fell in the so. vents. My bad. <laughs> right, exactly. It is what it is. So no, nah, they hey, uh, man. Shout out to my cleaning ladies. They do a phenomenal job. I promise you. I'm just like every time I leave and come back after they get out of here, it smells like pine saw crib just on glisten. So yeah, shout out to them and shout out to all the fellas out there. Uh, you know, trying to get their clean on for they for their ladies. So. Um, e, we're proud of you, man. You you've been oh, going no back doubt. and forth on this thing for oh. a while, and oh, it sounds like you finally getting it done. Uh, y'all, let's um, see hey, Diddy don't give out no trophies, bro. These trophies come hard. They come. Oh no! They come, oh, I feel yeah. like Venus when I clean the room, clean the house. <laughs> I felt like Venus when she went to the open. Hey, let's bro. see if he gonna get to twenty three, though. See, let's see. Oh, let's see. That's oh, one. Oh, oh, that's one. Oh, cute. Right. Twenty three. Yeah, yeah he on one. He on one. <laughs> I got a long way to go. It's that mountain car talking about climbing. I'm gonna be climbing that mountain for a long. Hey, I don't even care if I did win again. Diddy might not even tell me just so I don't get. You know what I'm saying? She might keep it to herself. Oh yeah, no doubt. Oh no doubt. Yeah, you definitely not going back to back. You can forget about that. Um, real quick, guys, I wanted to, and I lost it, but I'll pull it back up here. I wanted to get y'all thoughts on this, man, and and I just I don't know. It just struck me as like you know. I kind of felt a few different ways about it. So let's go, let's let's play Fair File, um, you know, this week. And Fair File this week has to do with Charles Barkley and LeBron. Uh, I was, you know, woke up yesterday morning. Everybody was talking about, um, I think it was yesterday, everybody was talking about LeBron and Charles Barkley going back and forth, I think, the night before or whatever. And for those of you who didn't hear about it, um, LeBron, who, man, is always so buttoned up, you know, he says the right thing, he does the right thing, you know, just, you know, a classic example of, you know, just a classy sport and a classy individual, and, um, man, I don't know what happened, but apparently he got fed up, and I just want to read a few of the things he says, but this article right here says, um, LeBron James take abuse from, takes abuse from fans and media all the time. It comes with the territory as one of the best players in the NBA, especially in the nonstop media climate in which we live. For his whole career, he's done an admirable job of rolling with the punches and remaining positive. But it appears that Charles Barkley finally got under skin and the results were explosive. So Barkley, I guess, was saying LeBron needed to stop crying about or stop complaining about not having the pieces on the team. You're the defending champ. You got the pieces you wanted back. Quit crying about it and go win basketball games. And LeBron, y'all, got fed up. And he said, um, this was LeBron's. I'm going to read a couple of LeBron's quotes. He said, I'm not going to let him disrespect my legacy like that. I'm not the one who threw somebody through a window. I never spit on a kid. I never had unpaid debt in Las Vegas. I never said I'm not a role model. I never showed up to All-Star Weekend on Sunday because I was in Vegas partying all weekend. All I've done my entire career is represent the NBA the right way. 
14 years. I never got in trouble and respected the game. Print that. Go watch the 93 finals. And this is in relation to Barkley saying that, you know, LeBron is too friendly with players. Go watch the 93 finals when John Paxson hit that shot, James said. Barkley and Jordan were laughing and joking all the time during the game. Um, but now, oh, everybody's friends. And, and nobody was friends back then. I know Barkley wanted to retire a long time ago, but he can't. He's stuck up on that stage. Uh, and, it make, and, and if he hears this and wants to talk to me, he knows where I'm going to be. Don't just walk up and shake my hand at All-Star Weekend. Um, and so he goes on to say, I'm tired of biting my tongue. There's a new sheriff in town. So fair foul for LeBron to go off on Barkley like that. I want to get y'all opinions. Fair foul. After what Barkley said, he, he took a shot at LeBron and said, hey, Quit crying about saying you need more help. You're the defending champion. You're the, and, and Barkley said it. You're the greatest player in the world. Um, and matter of fact, we could probably play a little bit of that audio of what Barkley said right quick, and then you can come back and get your thoughts. Same kind of question I asked KG. LeBron James' comments were blank. Inappropriate, uh, whiny, uh, all the above. The Cleveland Cavaliers... They have given him everything he wanted. They have the highest payroll in NBA history. They, they bought, he wanted J.R. Smith last summer. They paid him. He wanted Shumpert last summer. They bought in Ky, uh, excuse me, Kyle Carver. They, he's the best player in the world. Does he want all the good players? He don't want to compete. He is an amazing player. But this notion, they're the defending champs. And for him to be trying to hold anything over Dan Gibbons' head, and I love all these a young, these wild punk-ass reporters on television who's afraid to call LeBron. LeBron's a great player and a great guy. But this notion, he's got to have all the best players on his team. He's got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. He wants everybody. He don't want to compete. He want to be the favorite all the time. It just pisses me off that a guy that great don't want to compete. All right, so what y'all think? Was LeBron uh, uh, fair or foul? For responding to Barkley's comments like that. Yeah, let me say fair, but let me give you the context. See, you know, because a lot of people that might be listening, I don't know, you know, your, you know, your context, where you grew up. But let's come on, see, you know, um, if you grew up in an urban, you know, environment, especially went to an urban school, see, you get on a playground, bro, your a homie crack on your shoes, see, it might start off with homie cracking on your shoes, and before you know it, my man had talked about your mama. You feel what I'm saying, like. Once you get it started, like, and I, I, I ain't saying right or wrong, but once you get started, like, ah, bruh, you wearing glasses, you too, you can't see, whatever. Hey, once you open up that Pandora's box, my man might not go eye for eye. You know what I'm saying? He might not be like, oh, you talk about my shoes, I'm going to talk about your pants. Like, I've seen many a times where a dude might talk about one thing, his mama got drug in, his daddy got drug in, the fact that, you know, he got a learning disability came in. Like, once you open up that can, you know, a, 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 a whippertail seat, it can go anywhere. So for me, you know, I feel like, yo, LeBron, and y'all know how I feel. Like, yo, I'm old school. I, I grew up Isaiah, you know, uh, Akeem, the Dream, Olajuwon, Michael Jordan. I'm, I'm all about that life. And y'all have heard me talk about LeBron got to earn his. And, he, and, he's, and he's, he's doing that, right? But in this situation, you're talking about another grown man in public. My wife watching, my mama watching, my kids watching. And I heard my man um, on um, 
ESPN, what's the name of that? Uh, uh, pardon the interruption. You know, he was saying like it could have been a bad day. LeBron lost to, he, I mean, the Dallas, whoever he lost to, it could have been a bad day. So I'm just saying like, yo, for real, I don't care if it's your job or not, Barkley. You going at another grown man, like you opening up the can, bro. And so don't, if, 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 if you don't, you know, if you don't want nobody, you know, um, blasting you, then you got to be cautious what you're saying. Now, if it was just about the game, then maybe. But my man did say some things about not necessarily his character to me, but but some things that were like you were insinuating not just my game, but my motives for why I'm doing what I'm doing. And like I said, it, it's like being in, it's like being on the playground, bro. Once you open that up, like I said, see, I've seen somebody talk about somebody's shoes. We start talking about each other, mama, and before you know it, they scrapping, bro. They scrapping, bro. So Barkley know how it is in the hood. You know, he know he know the deal. LeBron from the urban community. When you come at a bro like that, and I want to, I look, I got much respect for LeBron because maybe it did pile up. But LeBron and kept his mouth shut for years. He kept his mouth shut for years. And now he like, yo, for real, I, I'm, I, it's my prerogative. And in this particular instance, instance, I'm not keeping my mouth shut. If he want to talk about me, I'm going to talk about him. So I think it was fair, bro. If you don't want nobody to say nothing about you, keep your mouth shut. I'll be honest. See, I was a little t torn when I heard it at first, only because of what he just said. LeBron has been such a, you know what I'm saying, respectable dude the entire time. And I was like, yo, you, you, you took that. That was my first reaction. Man, you let them get you there. You know what I'm saying? But the flip side of it is, man, you playing, you playing the most minutes in the league. You know what I'm saying? You putting in some work. Like, at some point, you got, like, you know what I'm saying? You putting, what, what's the, what, like, I put too much in for you to tell me no. You know what I'm saying? Like, I work too hard for you to tell me no. So I'm saying, like, I, I get, and again, it's Barkley's job. That's, that's the part I was thinking at first. Like, it's uh, Barkley's job. Some of it, but not all of it. But I'm saying that's yeah. what they do. I'm saying Stephen A. Smith, he made a career out of just dogging folk out. You know what I'm saying? And, and, but I'm saying Stephen A. will do it, but you got folks that'll come back. You feel that's like weird. everybody ain't quiet. D D Durant, like, I'm going to say something like, shut your, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's other people say stuff about it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Love and mouth. Ah, so, you know, but, hey, hey, hey so this, I, this I, is a G, this is G-rated <laughs> podcast. <see? laughs> but yeah, see, so I took, I took, I think my final resting place is that point where, for real, like LeBron, you, you represent your dynasty, though. Don't let. Like, I'm comfortable with you. The amount of work you put in, like, this ain't some scrub, you know what I'm saying, that just ain't doing nothing. Like, the amount of work you put in, the value that you have, like, yeah, speak up for it. Because, um, yeah, you just can't let people talk about you like that, Absolutely. man. You just can't. Like, Absolutely. It's, it, it became yeah. something deeper. And, yeah. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, it's crazy. I, I'm trying to, fit, like, separate the fact that, you know, I'm a huge LeBron fan from, like, the actual incident. Because him saying that, you know, I, I felt him, you know what I'm saying? Mm. From a flesh standpoint, yeah. right? Like, for real, you know what I'm saying? Like, flat out, you talking about me. But like you said, Barkley and Shaq and them on TV every night, just talking. That's, that's like, what that's they what do. they get paid to yeah. do. So now, like I said, if it was Carl Malone just came out of retirement from nowhere, it was like, LeBron sucks. Like, okay, yeah, I feel you. Go on and put him in his place. But I thought, you know, LeBron, you, you know, I get it. You frustrated. Y'all lost, like, mind you. They lost like what seven out of seven, eight. They've yeah. been yeah, yeah, they've been struggling. So it looked like more frustration. So I'll say foul only because it looked like it came out of frustration. Like you would you didn't say that LeBron. in the midst of a win streak. <laughs> I can't judge LeBron. Not I don't know if it was frustration. Not when he playing forty some minutes. Listen tonight. to me though. C just made a point though. But listen, C, Barkley, yes. Okay, look. 
he, that's what he does professionally. Shaq ain't crossing that line. Kenny Smith ain't crossing that line. Barkley always, for real. Bar- Barkley. I mean, he called him the greatest player in the world, though. He just see, said, you yo, you, you ain't got to have everybody. Like, at some point, you got to compete. That's a fair, that's a fair, is it not a fair criticism? Is that not a fair criticism? See on the, on the trash can lid. You can't call me the greatest with, out of one side of your mouth, but then you want to you want to judge me. And here's my deal. Like, yo, wh- when do we teach? And, and I'm going off. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going off. My son had an incident at his job. I'm going off now. But when do we teach people that absolute silence is powerful? When do we teach people that? Now, there is a time for silence. But it doesn't mean because a man speaks his mind that he out of line. We can't always be silent. There are times where we have to stand up and we have to speak. Here's my deal. The thing I love about LeBron, and I hope that every young basketball player will follow, is that when you open up your mouth, have something substantive to say. Articulate yourself in a matter that's respectable. That well, shows that's, that you but are I'm, here go, here, That's my problem with what you're saying right now, because LeBron did not go after yeah. Barkley back on basketball facts. Yep, he he started going about my yep. man personal yep, life, personal. Uh, you know, his that's partying real. and all of that, and you know what I'm saying? He's a role. He ain't no role model. Like, He's talking about spitting on people, throwing people Absolutely. through windows. Like, so I'm Absolutely. saying, I'm just saying that don't have nothing to do with I, basketball. I, no, let me say this. So you and took it, it to a different place. You and, know what I'm here, saying? Like, it didn't have nothing I, to do with that. Here's where I differ from both of you guys. And y'all know, and you know, you know my platform, see. You know oh, that I got we, we got to hear about the age factor now. Listen, listen, <laughs> Here we go. Y'all, y'all know that I'm, the all about, uh, I'm all about um, the character first and then your gift. And so I feel LeBron in that, yo, for real, it's not just what you say, it's who you are. And that's why I see, this don't have nothing to do with uh, uh, Barkley, but that's why I, I, I have a problem sometimes with uh, sports as we know it, because you have a group of guys commentating that never played the game. And it's like, what gives you the right to say certain things about these NBA players or these NFL players or these baseball players when you soccer play, when you've never played the game? So for me with Charles Barkley, I feel LeBron in that we, most of us will not say it. And C, come on, Carl. C is the, I say what everybody else don't want to say, guy. Everybody (laughs) want to say um, um, that Charles Barkley is out of line. Not just in this instance, but Barkley is all is is definitely uh, he, he says things, uh, bro. He, he he goes places that he shouldn't go. He, he disrespects boundaries, you know. And he, I'm gonna say this. So, do he, you feel like he did that in this case? I feel. See, I feel like at some point, or was it because if he if you felt like he did it in this case, then LeBron would be more justified. If you felt it was a built up of frustration on LeBron, end, I don't and he know just didn't want to hear nothing from nobody. From. Barkley is that dude, that bully. That's that's you know always doing whatever, and then when somebody step up to him, it's not that one instant. It's like yo, you've been doing this for the longest, and LeBron like I'm tired of it. I don't think LeBron would have attacked uh, 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 maybe other commentators, but it's like yo, you always running your mouth, Barkley. You always saying something out of line, and I'm going to be the one to step up and say like yo, you ain't the only you you dogging people out, but your stuff stank, stank too. Like, yo, you acting like whatever that you have this credibility to call people out. I'm saying I think he would have been more appropriate to say, yo, it's funny how you talking about me want, not wanting to compete, but, you know, whatever. Bruh. You went and played with Elijah Wan with the Rockets. Hey, right. You know what I'm said, saying? Uh, like, uh, hey. like he could have said, yo, you went and played with the Phoenix Suns. Hey, like, you I went and played with Dan Marley and them. 
I, I put an urban disclaimer out when we first started. <laughs> Y'all both know the culture in which we come from. You open up Pandora's box, my friend. It, it ain't it ain't always pound for pound. Once you open up that box and once you go but there, but it don't make it right either, though. I'm not saying, hey, I'm not saying that it's if right. Somebody, if somebody, if somebody talk about your mama and you shoot them with a 12 gauge, that you, that's still foul, e. Now you're right. I'm not responsible. Every action got a reaction. And whatever I, you do, you're not responsible for what the next man do. I don't but. think. I don't. I don't think. Well, LeBron he said, with "Yo, that he basically he called him broke. On, he though, basically you know called him he broke. Said, he said you still stuck up know. on that stage. You've been wanting to retire." Hey, hey, here's what I teach when I do my P7D. Here's what I teach. There's a there's a a, a, fl- a flow chart. See, and when you get to one section of the flow chart, it says fact or opinion. And if it's an opinion, then you go to the right and you stop talking. If it's a fact. You get to keep going. <laughs> I think the problem we have, C, is that LeBron, and I can't believe you saying this. Because <laughs> you always the dude that say what everybody else want to say. LeBron and and, I, and sometimes I got to go back facts. and apologize because I'm five. <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't seen a lot of apology from you. So I think when you know you're right, <laughs> you're going to keep going. LeBron stated facts. Now, I'll say this. Were those facts, uh, how can I say this? Ah. Uh, could it have been done a little bit better, perhaps? But he didn't say he didn't tell no lie. He didn't say anything that was inappropriate. He didn't say what we don't already know. We already know those things. So I, I'm just saying, I don't think a man should always keep his mouth shut. This was a time LeBron said, "I've been quiet a hundred thousand times. Why am I guilty for saying something once?" And I guarantee you this. He put out notice that if you want to say something about LeBron in the future, you better think twice before you say it. And I respect that. That's like a hard foul. You busting my man like, boom, sit your butt down. I'm coming to the hole. And the next time I come to the hole, if you want to check me, get ready for some of this. And LeBron has always been guilty. And I used to say it. LeBron has always been, he too soft. He don't, he don't speak up. He, he too with that. He always passing the ball. And LeBron finally steps up and we got a problem with it. LeBron finally says I ain't taking this junk no more and now the world want to say he too aggressive I can't you can't win for losing LeBron I'm with LeBron on this one hey I see I'm flip-flopping today forgive me but I'm like hey in a court of law the first thing they do is check the credibility of the witness first thing that's the first thing they do so technically what that's what LeBron is doing like yo you saying all this stuff about me but let me check your credibility your credibility ain't that deep like when it comes to this stuff. So first of all, you shouldn't be the person that had no But it wasn't about, about basketball, bro. But it's still the credibility of the witness. Like, are you yeah, credible? But, but but the credibility, you have to go to the credibility of what we're talking about. And it's about we the about game. game. Y'all we're bringing in the credibility of something that ain't got he nothing to do with that. He started talking about you're not a role model. Barkley never said you wasn't. A, you was a bad role model. No, no, no. I'm just saying, though, Barkley didn't. It, it, you acting like he was talking about uh, uh, rebounds, assists. No. He questioned the man's uh, motives. He said, my man is whiny. He questioned his motives. He, que- he questioned his character. Now, I'm not saying he went deep, deep, but he did. He said, uh, you, they, you got the most money in the league. What you want, the best players? Like, what do you, like, you didn't, you, you, you're going a little bit beyond basketball now, and now you're going to the motives. Why are you doing what you're doing? What, you know what I'm saying? Why, why do you want other players? Why, it's like, yo, bro, if you want to talk about the way I dribble, the way I handle the ball, my basketball IQ, you know, my decision making on the court, that's one thing. But I do think he took it just a little too far, and then LeBron took it the rest of the way.
Yeah, LeBron ain't had to say you wanted to retire years ago, but you stuck up on the stage. It made it seem like Barkley was broke. You took a, you took a money jab in there, too. Uh, so. Well, hey, like I said, see, hey. if it's facts, you know, you might not like it, but it's real. And so it wasn't like he attacked him on something that was hearsay. He didn't attack him on, you know, whatever. He, he stated facts, bro, right, wrong, or indifferent. I used to dog LeBron four, five years ago because I used to say, LeBron, why are you passing the rock? Why are you not going to the hole? And my friend went to the hole. And I much respect for, much respect for yeah, LeBron. Yeah, you know what, too? And I think LeBron, I'll be honest, I think he was willing to take a little bit of that slander when he went to Miami because he knew he made the wrong decision in terms of, like, how he went. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. So I think he, he bit his tongue on a lot of that. But I think when he came back and got that ring for Cleveland, well, right. Cleveland ain't won a championship yeah. in 4,000 years. I'm not going to lie. I think he was like, oh, okay, I don't want to hear it no more. Like, I let y'all hey. take your little pop shots yep. and all of that, but it, it, it's a wrap now. And like, at the it, end of the day, see, he's speaking to the desire to win, to do better. Like, I can't get mad at that. That's You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, bro. that's why he's frustrated. Like, yo, we, we need to do better. And if it ain't, uh, hey, if it ain't the people that I have around me now, I'm not going to settle for this. You, That's you what feel he's me? Saying. What's wrong with that? I'm not going to settle for this. What's wrong with that? You know, we, we constantly looking for new people and we constantly trying to, you know what I'm saying? Here's the other thing, bro. This is why I feel like, too, I, I, I respect what LeBron did because it's like, you know, and it's not a Charles Barkley issue, but, you know, he's the best, so people are going to attack him. But we never hear LeBron's there for his sons. We never hear LeBron at the game. We never hear LeBron marry, you know. High school uh, the, sweetheart. The, come on. We never hear LeBron, what he's doing in the community for kids. Like, we hear what other people are doing. But we take all these jabs at this young brother. And, and, and while we say he may be not aggressive in this particular area, yo, he aggressive as a father. He's aggressive as an executive producer, as a film writer. Like, he's executive, uh, uh, ex um, aggressive for what he's doing in the community. And it's like, for real, I do take it personal and maybe see I'm, you know, I am a little sensitive. You know what I'm saying? Because, see, see, you know. See, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to cut you off. You see, I'm going to put you on the spot. You just got an email or a call that said, man, he a sellout. How you respond? He a sellout. He don't even do the, like, he ain't even doing TGIM. He a sellout. How you respond, see? He ain't responding to my emails, my texts no more. Yeah. Come on, see? Talk <laughs> to me, respond? see? I'm going to put you right on that spot. It's time for Ask E.T. We're going to move on to Ask E.T. You know what I'm saying? Let's move on. This segment is brought to you by, do we have any sponsors today? This segment is brought to you by, I don't want to answer that question.com. Uh, I got y'all. Okay, point made. Hey, it's fair. All right, cool. It's fair. Y'all won. Um, but look, let's jump into Ask ET because I gotta go, y'all. Y'all, uh, y'all holding holding me up. I told y'all earlier, my wife had to go to work early today. Nah, so. well, we tried. We just had some snow difficulties. Uh, well, hey, um, let's see. Uh, you want to take a couple questions? Yeah. yeah, that's on you. If you got to go, I, I can get you the nugget of the day. I'm going to do something around LeBron. Leave LeBron alone <laughs> is the nugget for the day. <laughs> hey, uh, don't poke the bear is the nugget of the day. Um, let's see. Ask E.T. Jen in Long Beach. E, what do most people think about you that is absolutely not true? Hmm. That I don't sleep. That I don't sleep. <laughs> I go to sleep pretty pretty much every day the same time if I'm not on the road. So I do sleep. I do eat. 
and I like to have fun. See, I think a lot of people judge me from the TGIM, the screaming and hollering, you know, the passionate dude, but I don't think a lot. And that's why I'm so grateful you did the podcast and, you know, like what you just heard from my wife, my interaction. You know, I just want, you know, I just don't think people I think I have fun and I, you know, I, I know they know I enjoy life, but I think they just think from a professional standpoint. Yep. Ryan in San Francisco said, what should they teach in high school that they currently do not teach? What's the connection between what I'm doing every day? How about common day? sense? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right well, common right sense. Hey, my mom said common sense ain't common. Ain't common but no, no see, what, what, you got to teach me why am I getting up at 8 o'clock in the morning or 7.35 and staying at 3.30 for 180 days? Like, how is that going to help my life? And I just think that's the biggest problem in school, that there's not a connection between what I'm learning and the rest of my life. Hmm. Gotcha. Lauren in the UK, what job would you be absolutely horrible at? Ooh, basketball player. Anything other than speaking? (laughs) 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 Dentist. (laughs) Right. No, I was about to say lawyer. I think I'd be okay as a lawyer. I'd be all right. You probably stick me with paperwork. You can argue. They probably put me in the paperwork. They probably have me pushing don't, paperwork. Don't tell back. E he argumentative or playful. That's all me, Carl. Oh, I'm the not. only one who's argumentative. Oh, we didn't say, oh, we just said you are, you like 120. I might be like 85. You like 120. Uh, Fareed, Fareed in New York said, if you had a time travel machine, would you go forward or back in time? I would, I, bro, I'm going to be real with you. If I got to answer it, I, do, I don't know I if don't anybody want black want to go back. back right. Not at all. You know at what all. I'm saying? What year are we looking to go back to? <laughs> right. yeah. Bro, I, I, I want to go back to 1812. Yeah, I definitely don't want to go in the future. I definitely don't want to go in the future, bro. I promise yeah, you I don't. The future could be scary. Too. Well, yeah. can I come back is the question. Can I come back to where I am? He want to go back to the 80s. That's where he want to go. <laughs> I want to go back yeah. when the Pistons won back-to-back oh, championships. You want Jerry I want to go back to Isaiah Dubars. You know what I'm saying? The Ricky. Short, short. I don't want to go back then because then I got to look at short shorts. Short and I'm shorts. out on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to see them shorts. That uh, I was about to say on. something, but this was a rated G. <laughs> I had to it's pull it back, too. I, said, yeah, yeah, I had a yeah. thought, too. Yeah, we'll keep it clean. Yeah. Nope, don't What's say the rating? Don't See, what's the rating? What's the GMG? GMG. This is a GMG podcast. Yeah, that's as far as we can go. I took it to the limit on the podcast earlier, and that is as far as the innuendos will go in this podcast. Hey, so I will tell you this, though. I will be cleaning up like that weekly, though. I'll just say that. Oh. I will be cleaning up like that weekly. Hey, can we do an uncut version of the oh, podcast? I'll, I'll label it as explicit, see, when I put it out. So people oh, are Oh, please. Yeah, this the one you don't listen to <laughs> yeah, with your, your eight-year-old riding around in the car. <laughs> this is the one you wait. a little different. Yeah, you wait and just listen to this one on your own because it's got because some the, stuff and, in it. And for the see. eight-year-old that's listening to this, it's because the vocabulary will be a little more complex. Oh, yeah, just the vocabulary. <laughs> Yeah, just the vocabulary. Um, Kenny in Melbourne, Australia said, E, how are your workouts going? He walked 11 miles in the airport yesterday in Miami. Oh, bro, they had me stranded. Why waiting for his flight? Yeah, they had me. It's a three-hour delay. But I will say this. I've never done this before, guys. I try to make my minimum goal five walk, five run a day. I got to my room. I had been gone all day, two flights an hour and a half presentation, two hours with my BU fam. And I promise you guys, I got in the hotel with five miles at 1110 is when I checked into my room. And I went and got on that, um, that I went and ran for 50 minutes. 
and at 11.56, it said 10 miles. So that's how it's going. Mm. Never ran that late in my life, see? Never. Oh, wow. Well, praise God for you. you uh, you're turning into a marathon. When are we going to get that marathon? Mm. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Too? See, I want to do it. No, I'm free. You. I don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. I want to, yeah, yeah. I, I, what I did show was my last uh, 10 days of working out, and I averaged 12.7 miles in those 10 days. I just want to continue to have those small so victories. June. I was just going to say, so I, I stay tuned so. for a TGIF episode yeah. in June where we just know, had E-Cross in the finish Hey, line, yeah, I, I'm just saying, I ain't going to say, y'all. I'm just, I don't want to jinx myself, but I'm, I'm going to keep working towards it. I will say that. <laughs> okay. All right. I love it. Because right. you know they're going to hold you to it, see? Oh, no, you know, no. June 1st, where you at, E? June 1st, why you not in Boston? I'm like, oh, You no. said you was going to run a marathon. Yep, hey, no doubt. Barkley might say the E.T. saw. Oh, oh, Lord. <laughs> and I'm not and sure how E. E. Got respond. to go off. Yeah, I'm not sure how E. going to respond. Yeah. I'll let cuss. C. do it. I'll let C. respond to it. Oh, please let me respond. I'm going foul all day. You big chunky ball head, you know what I'm saying? I'm going straight to the personal. Uh, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? All right, uh, any announcements, Carl? What are we where are we? We are in San Diego. So shout out to everybody. We'll see you in San Diego uh San Diego couple days. Takes what, us 10 right days. next weekend. Yep. Yeah, we got hey man, y'all pray for us too. We got a huge meeting in LA, February tenth. Hopefully, uh, on that following podcast, we'll be able to give you all an update. But we got some huge meetings out in L.A., um, just some really cool stuff uh, going on that hopefully, um, you know, comes to fruition. Um, and, you know, I shouldn't even say that. You know, we just, you know, whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. So um, looking forward to that. We got the marriage event February 12th in San Diego, then the 18th and 19th in Dallas and Houston for the marriage events, and then the Stay Ready Conference featuring Dr. Eric Douglas Thomas, uh, Inky Johnson, Jeremy Anderson, David Shands, myself, Carl Phillips, and the rest of the ETA squad. We're coming to Atlanta March 12th. All right, go get your tickets. Uh, they on sale now, right, Carl? Yeah, go get your tickets. ETinspires.com backslash events. That is going to be um, off the chain. It's actually a different format from last year, how we were running the tours. This is um, pretty much a full day, right, Carl? Nine to three? Nine to three like on that. this one, yep. And then yeah, VIP nine to three, so it's going to be, yep, and VIP afterwards. So it's going to be um, off the chain. Also, the VIP is for speakers. Um, the conference is for everybody, but the VIP is uh, specifically for those of you who want to take your communication skills to the next level, whether it be through you know, public speaking, you know, just at your job, whatever. Um, so the VIP would be for that. Um, go to iTunes, man. Write us a review. We appreciate it, man. We climbing them charts because of y'all and, um, you know, you being loyal. So go to iTunes, just click write a review, hit the five star and just be like, yo, this podcast is dope. Uh, I don't think, do you got anything else, Carl? Is that it? Oh, that's we get it. out of here? Oh, we got it. All right. I can hear Trey pitter patting upstairs. So, Hey, I give yeah, yeah, I want to do something different, guys. I, for real. Okay, do something I just, different. Yeah, I feel something in my spirit this morning, Carl. If you could just play, I have a specific piece of UOU that I want to play um, to to wrap this thing up, Carl. So if you could play that for me, 
I would greatly appreciate it. Listen to this, guys. You say, E.T., I heard it before. No, no. Listen to the specific part, right? And I want you to listen to it. And then when it's over, come on, when it's over, I want you to take 30 seconds, 30 seconds, and write down everything that comes to your mind. In 30 seconds, write down everything that comes to your mind, right? And then I want you to spend the rest of the day, right, and the rest of this month executing whatever it was that came to your mind. There is no excuse for not living up to the, your fullest potential. No excuse. I told you, I didn't get a new daddy. I didn't get a new mama. What changed? I changed. And I stopped being a victim. I stopped saying, I've got to wait for good things to happen to me. And I said, I'm going to grind. I'm going to fight. I'm going to work. I'm going to press toward. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do everything in my power every single day. I'm going to do everything in my power to become a victor and not a victim. Now, let me say this before I move forward. And I can't explain it, but you better feel me. Winners win and losers lose. I can't explain it any better than that. I don't know how it happens, but winners win. And if you create a culture of losing, if you keep being a victim, if you keep letting losing happen to you, if you keep letting people do you and treat you any kind of way, it's going to become a culture. All right, y'all. We appreciate y'all listening, man. See you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity.